Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. And before we get into tonight's episode, a few quick podcast shoutouts. Alright, guys, first check out the Cult Film Companion podcast, the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, the Fan in the Van podcast, the Crime Divers podcast, the Sense of Shelf podcast, the Two Mexicans One Mike podcast, the Heal Truth, Your Daily Writing Habit, hosted by Christine, the I Seen It podcast, the Fandalorians, the Hashing It Out podcast, the Geek Gauntlet podcast, the Augusta All Elite podcast, the Smokers Lounge Premium 6 podcast, 8750 podcast, hosted by Yeti Yeef, the Air Quote Law podcast, the Dirty Hills podcast, the Sons and Shadows cast, Decaying with the Boys, I Scream, You Screen for Movies podcast, Two Men, No Hope, The Story of My Pet, The Haunted Tales podcast, Quad Pro Quo podcast, Films and Firm Nation podcast, Blog Access One on One, Bold Talk by Joe, The Mr. Gentleman's podcast, And last but not least, guys, the Chime In Podcast. All these podcasts can be found on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Good Pods, and wherever you stream your podcast. So be sure to check them out. Alright, guys. I know this is a very late episode. But as promised, I've said I was going to do an episode on Friday. We're back to the original schedule. So I decided tonight to talk about the bloodline and WWE and how good the bloodline actually is and how good they have been this past year. It is crazy how this past year has been. From Roman Reigns winning Both championships, the Usos becoming the longest reigning tag team champions in history of WWE, Sami Zayn joining the Bloodline, and the main roster debut of Solo Sokoa. And let's not forget Paul Heyman, the wise man. 
I can't say enough about the bloodline. Roman Reigns, he went from being one of the most hated babyfaces in WWE to one of the biggest, most liked heels in WWE. And honestly, it's about time that the Usos as well get recognized because for a long time I've always said how much I like the Usos and how I've always thought they were a great team. And I think they're only proving how good they are, you know, by their title defenses, the stipulations they've been put in, the opponents they've had. The Usos are a very good tag team. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what the Usos have done. Because in the beginning, when the Usos first came to the main roster, I thought instantly, you know, the Usos, they aren't going to cut it. You know, they aren't going to make it. It seemed like the Usos, when they first came to WWE, they were pushed, you know, down the mid-card. And further down the card, you know, it was a wreck. But the Usos, you know, went from struggling to become, you know, the top heel stable to becoming baby faces, you know, back to heels and so on and so on. And now finally, they are getting the recognition they deserve under the bloodline faction. And who to thank for that but Triple H, you know. I know that the bloodline has been around before Triple H took over. But I think in the short time that Triple H has taken over, we have seen him elevate the bloodline to new heights. And they have become the top faction at WWE. Roman Reigns, like I said, you know, went from being one of the most hated baby faces. I mean, this guy was getting booed out of the arenas. And now he is the most well-liked heel at WWE because he plays that role so well. It's not just when he talks on the mic, it's his facial expressions. You know, when you're a heel... You can't just play the part. you got to look the part as well. And Roman Reigns definitely plays that part well. And, you know, and I know some people might say, well, Roman Reigns matches are predictable. You know, the Usos matches are predictable. I mean, yeah. I can get that. We kind of know the outcome before it happens. But you got to think this is going to build up to something much more exciting. As much as I love the Usos as tag champs, I do think at some point here shortly that the Usos will lose the titles and that Roman will drop his title as well. And that's okay, you know, because do the Usos need titles to to be 
a good tag team to remain as a good tag team? No. Does Roman Reigns need both championships to be the top heel in WWE? No. They've already proved themselves. The Usos have already submitted their legacy as one of the best tag teams in WWE. No winning both tag championships, becoming the longest reigning tag team champions. And they're doing well. So if they were to drop those titles, it would be no big deal. Now the question is, who would the Usos drop their titles to? Some could say the New Day. That would be mostly everybody's obvious uh, answer, the New Day. But for me, honestly, if I was to pick a tag team to beat the Usos, it would have to be Sheamus and either Ridge Harland or Butch. Why? Because they they have been feuding off and on, you know. We have seen too much of the New Day. A New Day win against the Usos is not a storybook ending. A New Day win against the Usos is not a unpredictable ending. If you're going to book the Usos losing the titles, it needs to be as unpredictable as possible. Because, of course, you know, if the New Day is going against the Usos, and they have plenty of times, but say it happens again, I bet you nine times out of ten, People are going to say, okay, well, this is, the, this is the time where the New Day takes the strap. And does that usually happen? No. Why? Because it's too predictable. And it's something we've seen over and over again. So if I'm picking a team to beat the New Day, I want the most unpredictable team to beat the New Day. I want a team that the Usos, not the not to beat the New Day, to the Usos. I mean, I want a team to beat the Usos that they haven't that the Usos haven't faced before, that the Usos may have not feuded with before. And the name Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes would make sense. Or maybe, you know, Imperium. That would be a, a, a good match, I think. Imperium, Imperium, they're very technical wrestlers. And I'm not talking about Walter, you know, in a tag team match. I mean, you know, Woodwood Kaiser and that other guy. I don't, I honestly don't know the other guy's name. I just know he's bald. <laughs> but, um... That's another team that comes to mind of who is going to beat the Usos. Uh, now, I've already gave you my top 10 
of who I think should beat Roman Reigns. I gave you my top guys on who should be in that mix, so I'm not going to do that again. But when I say the bloodline is doing well, they're doing well. But Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn are the only ones that do not have gold around their waist yet. Now, do they need gold? No. Do they need a strap? No, of course not. But would it make the bloodline look even stronger? Of course. It would make them look dominant, you know, carrying all the gold. So it would be cool to see, you know, Sami Zayn maybe feud for the Intercontinental Championship. Or Solo Sokoa maybe feud for the Intercontinental Championship. They, you know, at this point, I think Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn, they should have some gold, especially Sami. Because Sami is doing a great job playing this role as the honorary Bloodline member. I know that when they first started this stuff, it was only supposed to be a few short weeks of comedy, you know, nothing serious, but then it got serious, you know. The fans started loving it. You know, the Usi chants. And this became a thing. And Sami Zayn is taking the ball and ran with it. So, if anybody deserves some gold right now, deserves a title around their waist, it's Sami. Because he is doing an excellent job as a heel right now. Sola Sokoa, I know that he's new. To the main roster. But I think he plays an excellent role. And I've said it before. I like how Solo Sokoa. Does his own thing. He's like the tough guy in the group. They call him the enforcer. He fits, he fits that role perfectly. He shows his aggression. He does well. And I also like that tribute he did to Omaga. This past Monday night. On the anniversary of Umaga's death. So rest in peace Umaga. Um, like I said. I, I do like the fact that he did that before Umaga. And I hope that he keeps that moveset. I think it would be pretty cool. To see Solo Sokoa. Use the Samoan Spike. As his finishing move. Or maybe even a Samoan drop. Like Umaga used to do. I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd be, you know, like a, a tribute to Umaga. Much like how, um, you know, like, for instance, you know, Solo Sokoa paying homage to Umaga is much like how Bray Wyatt is paying homage to McFoley with the Mandible Claw. Um, so it's kind of like that in a way, is how I like to think of it. But yeah, you know, these guys are killing it. These guys are doing well. Now, we know the Bloodline will be dethroned at some point as a team. I, for one, I, I, I was wrong about my predictions for Survivor Series. I thought for sure that 
the Bloodline would be defeated in the War Games match, I was wrong. And it makes sense because I was wrong because why would the Bloodline lose? So I don't know what I was thinking. But we do know at some point the Bloodline is going to lose. But who should beat the Bloodline? Who, who should defeat them? Because there's not many factions in WWE. Unless you want to pair Kevin Owens with Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. And Drew McIntyre. You know, you can go that route again. And that could make sense because those are the top guys on SmackDown. But wouldn't it be better for an actual faction to beat the Bloodline? Because honestly, I, I don't want to see the Bloodline's uh, dominant streak go away anytime soon. If anybody is going to beat the Bloodline as a team, I ra I'd rather it be a faction. Much like the Judgment Day. But honestly, I don't, I don't see a faction like the Judgment Day beating the Bloodline. You know, they're both heels. The Judgment Day and the Bloodline, for one. And when you look at the Bloodline, not the Bloodline, but Judgment Day. When you, when you look at Judgment Day, you have Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio. So I don't think that would work. <laughs> you know, on West Judgment Day, they get a new member or something. But you got to think they also have Rhea Ripley, who's a female, and the Bloodline does not have a female in their group. Unless, you know, Naomi was going to return and become a part of the Bloodline, which was rumored to happen until she walked out. I don't know. If there's any current talks with Naomi or not. But it would make more sense. In my mind. And maybe you guys don't agree. Maybe you do. But for an actual faction to beat. The Bloodline. And that brings me to maybe the Wyatt Six. If it ever debuts. And if so. You know who who would be the members. But that hasn't happened yet. So the only option I could see now would be, you know, McIntyre with the Brawling Brutes, Kevin Owens, Sheamus, you know, whatever. They can go that route again just for the hell of it. Um, but who knows WWE's plans? You know, we could see the Bloodline dominate for another year. You know, or another few months leading up until Mania. But, if anything, I don't see it going past Mania. I see everything coming to an end at WrestleMania. It's already rumored that The Rock versus Roman Reigns is supposed to headline WrestleMania. I, for one, hate that idea. Um... And if they are going to do Roman versus The Rock, it does not need to be for a title. It does not need to be, you know, a title match. It could be a singles match, a non-title match. But there is no reason to make it a title match. 
And I've read rumors also that The Rock is going to win the Rumble. Okay, well, if they're planning for Roman versus the, you know, the Rock at Mania, it would make sense for The Rock to win the Royal Rumble. Okay, but that that goes back to, you know, does The Rock really need to win? No. Why? Well, for one, the guy's been gone for many, many years. He only came back, you know, to face Cena. Maybe he, I think he faced CM Punk at one point. I'm trying to think that far back, but I don't remember. Um, in my honest opinion, yes, I think I like The Rock as a person. But does he need to win? No. N- not when there's a locker room full of talent. Not when there's a locker room full of talent that, that, that do this weekly. That are on TV weekly. Busting their ass for a television spot to be in those made events. And there's some, you know, wanting to just, just to get TV time. So having The Rock come in and face Roman, I think would be a major slap in the face to those who, you know, work hard. And, and Rock, of all people, should understand that. You know, Rock has... has Worked his way up to the top. He knows what it's like to to go from, you know, to, to bottom all the way to the top. You know, and try to maintain that position. But, but we know The Rock. We know how big of a star he is. So if WWE makes that decision, I could understand it. Even though I wouldn't like it. But The Rock versus Roman is something that people have been wanting to see for a long time. Would it be a huge match? Of course. Not only are these one of the two biggest superstars of WWE. But they're family. So this goes deeper than any match. In history. And having it at WrestleMania would make it even bigger. But does it need to be for a title? No. Will it be for a title? Probably if it happens. No. It's just a rumor for now. You can't confirm nothing. Now, if they do book it a non-title match... One or two things, you know, could happen. Roman Reigns could lose his title before WrestleMania, which I don't see happening because WrestleMania is, you know, a few short months away. Or it could just be a non-title match. You know, Roman is still champion and The Rock and Roman have, you know, just a a non-title match. Again, I don't see that happening. Because like I said, if the plan is for The Rock to win at the Rumble, then he goes on to face the champion. Because that's the whole point of the Royal Rumble match. So, if anything, Roman could, you know, The Rock could always put Roman over. 
which would make, you know, the most obvious sense. But my thing is, does it need to be for a title? No. Does The Rock need to win the Rumble? No. Would it be a slap in the face to, you know, the guys in the back that work their butt off? Of course. So, you know, I don't know WWE's plan. I don't know what they're going to do. But we shall see, guys. But all in all, you know, regardless of what WWE does, this has been a great run for the Bud One. I'd say that they are maybe the biggest faction in WWE history right now. Because I don't remember a faction in all the years that I've watched wrestling become so dominant. And many of you might say, you know, the Four Horsemen, D-Generation X, maybe Evolution. But if we're going to debate factions, you got to throw the bloodline in there. And I think 10 years down the road, 10 or 15 years down the road, the bloodline, they will be remembered as probably one of the top factions in WWE history. Amongst the likes of the Four Horsemen and Evolution and Degeneration X. So, they're definitely up there. And this isn't just a faction, you know, this is family. And this family, their history goes back, you know, further than The Rock, you know, Yokozona. Rocky Johnson, you know, uh, Rikishi, Umaga, Roman's brother Rosie, who wrestled for WWE, you know, in the early 2000s. So this isn't just a faction, this is, you know, this is the actual bloodline. There's a reason they are called the bloodline because this is all blood. So when I think of a faction that goes way back, you know, you gotta you gotta put them there as a top faction. But that's just my thought on the bloodline, guys. I'm impressed by what they've done. I'm excited to see what they do in the next coming months with, you know, the Royal Rumble coming up and WrestleMania. Guaranteed plans for the Bloodline, Roman and the Usos. I'm hoping Sammy and so Solo Sokoa get a bigger role. It definitely seems like Solo Sokoa will feud with Matt Riddle at some point. While Sammy Zayn, you know, is is likely to feud with Kevin Owens. I did hear a rumor though, and I don't know if this is true, that the Usos could face, you know, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. There are rumors of, of Sammy, you know, turning on the Bloodline. Or the Bloodline turning on Sammy. As they have teased it in the past. So when you think of, you know, a tag team to beat the Usos. Maybe you got to put, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
because it's just a matter of time before, you know, something happens. Either Sami Zayn turns or the bloodline turns on him. But I look for WWE to start planting seeds here soon. You know, maybe after the Rumble, we start seeing maybe Sami Zayn turn. Or the Usos just shock, you know, shock everybody and turn on Sami. But anything can happen. But I do expect some big plans for Mania. I am excited for WrestleMania. Especially with Triple H under control. We've seen a lot of big changes in WWE. Uh, WrestleMania for me last year wasn't the greatest. Um, they split it up in two parts. You know, it it was decent to watch, but I felt it could be better. You know, I don't know how they're doing Mania this year. I don't know if it's going to be a two-part deal like it was last year and the year before, or if it's going to go back to the old tradition, you know, of one-night WrestleMania, which would make more sense. I don't really care for two nights of WrestleMania when they could put it all in one night. But um, we shall see what happens. And I'm excited. And I know you guys are too. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to catch me every Friday for a new episode of Wrestling World. I appreciate every one of you for listening. Um, you guys have, have made this possible. Um, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support. And the love that you have shown. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Austin Boyer twenty five. My Twitter handle is Bray Wyatt Fan twenty four. So be sure to give me a follow. If you're a podcaster, uh, feel free to join my podcast group on Facebook. It's called the Good Pods Podcast Group, and it's basically a group for all podcasters to share their new episodes and to connect with other podcasters. And I also accept YouTubers in the group as well. If you're a content creator, if you create YouTube videos, you know, a podcast, feel free to join feel free to join my show. To join my Facebook group, I mean. You know, let's connect. I want to meet more podcasters. You know, follow me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't use Instagram that much, so um you know, if you're if you're looking through me on Instagram, I don't really use it. But be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. I'm on Twitter daily, uh, promoting podcasts and you know trying to find new podcasts to listen to. So if you have a podcast you want me to listen to, feel free to you know direct message me, and I will reply to you as soon as I can. But thank you all for listening. Have a great day, and God bless. Good night.